Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. Thank you. Thank you for being part of this community. Thank you for coming on this podcast. Uh, I get questions from you folks all the time, and I wanted to answer one question that we get a lot and uh, let you know we're working on it. One of the questions we get a lot, Stephanie, is people wanting a music book with our songs on it, and we're working that. We just had a song done, but we don't have a book right now. We do have a couple songs but we really aren't in a position right now to, you know, to release a book. We're working on it. There's a lot going on that we're working on in the background and stuff. So I wanted to give you a heads up because I heard from four or five of you this week uh, looking for our music book. And honestly, right now, we just don't have one. Uh, but with me, as always, is uh, Stephanie. And, and uh, it's great to have you this morning, Stephanie. How are you? Good morning, Doug. I'm doing well. It's a beautiful, sunny morning here. And so, yeah, doing well. Wow, that's pretty awesome. It's pretty great here. I walked this morning. It was about 45 degrees. And, uh, wow, that's pretty great. I'm telling you, man, I was digging that. It was like... It uh, was 30 degrees when I got up this morning here. So it's up to 36. So But it's that's still up. good walking, though. You know no, what I mean? I wasn't walking. I was, I was do, I've been doing work since I got up. But oh, yeah, I it's, know that. it's a beautiful day. So. Yeah, yeah. As long as you get... You know, my thought is over 25, it's really good walking. Under 25, you have to prep a little bit. And, yeah. uh, you yeah, know. I'm more like 40 and above sounds like good walking to me. <laughs> yeah. And that's okay. Cold. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. You can walk with whatever you want. I used an elliptical in Cincinnati over the weekend and it gave me a hip pointer. It just started hurting my hips a little bit. And man, I, you know, it's my body just likes to walk. That's about all I have to offer right now. You know, I could just get out, yeah, walk, maybe a little bit of running. I don't know. But, uh, so yeah, definitely. That's my fave too. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what I think, uh, I think this has been going really well when we've been talking about different characteristics of PTSD and, 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 you know, different things that come along and, and can uh, mess up a day, mess up a life, you know, those things that we suffer from those ways that we do suffer. So today I wanted to take a little bit of a left turn and start talking about triggers. And I think we'll spend you know, maybe five podcasts talking about triggers and different Bible verses and what a trigger is. So one of the characteristics of PTSD is uh, a trigger. So to understand that, you need to understand that people with PTSD suffer from a trauma. Now that trauma may be physical abuse, being in the military, seeing people die, car accidents, uh, what Stephanie went through, watching her husband get murdered, uh, through narcissism, being abused, gaslighting, you name it, a trauma that keeps on coming back to you and, and makes you deal with things and messes up your psyche a little bit is something that causes PTSD. So we always remember mm -hmm. 
a PTS, PTSD or a person with PTSD is suffering from a trauma that brought on that PTSD. So we always want to look for that, Stephanie. We always want to know what that trauma or traumas is because more than one traumas, you have multiple traumas, but as soon as you know those, you're able to escape these triggers that I want to talk about because these triggers will set your traumas off. So actually, let's say for the sake of anything, your trauma is you were physically abused as a child because that seems like the biggest group of people that may be listening to us, but it all has the same effect. The The odd thing about traumas and triggers uh, it doesn't matter. And in some cases, uh, what causes PTSD, we deal with the same kind of stuff is what I'm trying to say. And it's all terrible. And what people went through is terrible. And, and uh, Stephanie and I will not downplay that with anybody. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but it doesn't matter what the trauma is, but it does matter that you know what the trauma is. So let's say, as I was beginning to say a minute ago, that your trauma is being abused as a child. So your trigger may be something that reminds you of your abuser. It may be, you know, a cologne. Mm. It may be someone who's loud, someone who looks like your abuser. It may be the abuser. Sadly, you know, some yeah. people haven't turned people in. You may have someone in your family who abused you or hurt you. So when you think about these triggers, I said all that to say that when you think about triggers, uh, we want to think about what's bringing us back to that trauma and stay away from that, Stephanie. I, I think that's yeah. a pretty big thing. Um, we want to, you know, and uh, one of the verses, I got some better verses and, um, but as we go through the week, but I just wanted to start off with that first 10, first Corinthians 10, 13, there had no temptation taken to you, but such is common to a man, but God is faithful who will suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation make a way is also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. So God allows us to escape that. And one of the ways he allows us to do that is just to stay away from those things that bring us back. I mean, what say you, Stephanie? So looking at uh, understanding again that we know the trauma and we're looking at triggers that bring you back to that trauma. Yeah, I think it's very, um, triggers are a massive part of life for anyone who has PTSD. They're not um, quite honestly, I've learned that triggers can be even good things. And, um, you know, and, and that's where it makes it quite honestly, when you have kids and you have PTSD, it becomes compounded because your kids will be constantly flicking those triggers without even realizing it. And so it's very important to control your triggers where you can control them. Or avoid them where you can avoid them because life is going to throw triggers at you, whether you like it or not. It's gonna there's going to be things happen, things come up, and so I think it is very important to point out if there are ways you can avoid certain triggers. Do that, you know, yeah. learn self control in certain ways because there will be realms of life where you cannot control the triggers, especially if you have yeah. kids. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the avoidance of them as much as you can. And I don't mean in a cowardly way. I mean, in a wise way where a prudent, okay, if yeah. I, if I you're right, if I do this, it's going to mess me up for a week. So I'm just not going to do that, you know? So just, and they may change. I found that triggers can change. They can morph, you know, sometimes some things will be triggers and another time they won't be. So it's, it's yeah. learning to listen honestly to the spirit of God, because he will give you guidance and direction of what will be wise, what would be foolish as far as, 
you can trigger yourself. Yeah, I know. I think that's really good. I, and, and, and let me just say this, we, we want to look for good triggers in our life. Even if we don't suffer from PTSD, we want those things that make us smile, the, uh, you know, those things that bring us to a good place too. But from the perspective of right. PTSD, yeah, knowing that trigger uh, will save you a lot of unnecessary hardship. And so that's, right. you know, basically what Stephanie was saying there. And then they morph and knowing that, you know, we age and things change and God does works in our lives. And so exactly what Stephanie just said, I think, um, is something we really want to pay attention to. We really want to know what's going on with our triggers. And we may find that in, you know, a trigger that was fireworks for us five or six years later, it's okay now. You know, maybe mm-hmm. we're in a position to go to fireworks now or a trigger that, was a certain cologne or that a certain said no one ever. Yeah. That is one trigger that I have never, I've honestly, and all the, all the vets I've talked to that we share that common trigger. I've met older, you know, older vets to that, to this day, cannot go to fireworks. They yeah. cannot. That's one thing. And that's okay. If you have something yeah. like that, that you feel like, man, I'm, I, this was 20 years ago. I should be past this. Don't beat yourself up. It's, it's, yeah, just let it you go give it to God. Yeah. Yes. And understand that that's not, that doesn't mean they're, that you're weird or freaky. That's, that's yeah. a part of your life. It's and a part of your life. I mean, Stephanie's weird and freaky without that, you know? And, uh, <laughs> so it's okay. It's okay to be weird and freaky. It's, uh, <laughs> but some people, you know, our dear friend, Zach, he has gotten through yeah. the firework thing. And so, uh, so that's pretty cool. And, uh, he's yeah, getting, and so is my, so is my son. He's great uh, with guns, shooting fireworks, anything yeah. loud. He's great with mom. Not so much. Yeah. Yeah. It's so. weird. It's weird. All right. So here we are. We're yeah. in Proverbs 16. We're actually wrapping up Proverbs 16 today. Lord willing, you may hear the old Christmas tree that sits on my desk ringing again, that bell. Uh, but here <laughs> we are. We're in Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 31. And, and, and I kind of identify with this verse, Stephanie, it says the hoary head is a crown of glory if it be found in the way of righteousness. So we know that's talking about a silver or gray haired dude or silver, a gray haired woman. You know, there's a place for us out there, folks. Rejoice with your gray hair and stuff. And uh, <laughs> anyway, it, it's it's talking about that how with, you know, that silver hair, that gray hair, white hair, whatever it may be. Uh, it, it's talking about in many cases, you know, with that maturity, uh, it, it can be something that's really good. It can be a crown of glory, but it also has to go along with if it is found, if it's part mm-hmm. of righteousness. So age yeah. in itself doesn't mean you're all squared away. You know, age yeah. age doesn't mean much here, Stephanie, it, but it's yeah. saying that, you know, you maybe, maybe when we get older, we're a little bit more apt to listen. So that's something to remember there. And uh, maybe that's what it's talking about, Stephanie. What say you? I think this is how God intends it to be. You know, the idea of we're to be transformed um, constantly, daily, more into the image of Christ. And so the idea should be that as we grow older physically, we are becoming, not because of us, but God is doing that sanctifying work in us more each and every day. And so when you reach that time of having a hoary head, gray hair, um, 
you're in a position where God has been transforming you and changing you. You have been constantly coming before him because you're in that way of righteousness. You have been letting his word be a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. And because of that, yeah, there's a sense I think of where the glory of God's resting on you in a way that's, that's, only God can do because you've walked with him and talked with him for so long. Amen. Uh, I think that's God's goal for us Agreed. Is to be in that position. I think so. And, and, and there we go. And that next verse, you know, a, a common verse that we know of uh, over here in 32, it says, he that is slow to anger is better than the mighty and he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh a city. So it's going on to say, you know, if you're slow to anger, you're a pretty good person. You're better than the mighty. You're better than people in maybe in positions who can, you know, order things and do things. Or maybe you're not as strong physically. Maybe you're not as imposing. Uh, but in God's way, you're better than the mighty. Uh, and uh, if we can rule our spirit, uh, you know, think about that. Think about the second part of the verse. And it says, he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh the city. So if you have control, I think this verse is all about control, Stephanie. I think it's, uh, you know, again, being able to uh, let stuff in, process that, and process it in a way where we understand what's going on. We don't jump off. We don't go out halfway cocked. We, we go out, we understand, and we don't get angry. We just deal with things. And I think this is God's way of saying, hey, you want to be somebody who can do something? If you're under God's wisdom and strength and rule your own spirit uh, and, you know, and keep from being angry, you can make a big difference. Yeah, I, I, when I see this verse, the word that comes to my mind is meekness. And I think of the story of Moses and the way he dealt with the children of Israel over and over and over again. I mean, you talk about being provoked to anger. The children of Israel would have provoked me to anger in one day. Moses led them for 40 years through the wilderness. Yeah. I mean, not to mention everything he went through with them in Egypt when, when one minute they loved him, the next minute they wanted to kill him. Um, and that's why I see Moses when I read this, because he, he had, he had to exemplify this, this verse and you can't do this without the spirit of God working in and through you. It's impossible for our human fallen nature to be able to be slow to anger and to rule our spirit in our flesh. We can maybe do it for five minutes, but to do it long-term, to have that be a part of our life. That is, again, be the Spirit of God working in us, sanctifying us, transforming us into the image of Christ. Yeah. And the power of that, he that ruleth his city, in other words, you're better, you're stronger when you rule your spirit. And I think that's because our words, it's very easy, you know, think of, I have a bunch of teenage sons, you know, and they're all into weightlifting and bodybuilding and all of this. Well, that's easy, right? That, that there's that adrenaline rush. There's that good feeling of, of a pride. And I'm not saying it has to, it can turn into a bad pride, but it doesn't have to be a bad pride to, you know, to know you can lift a certain amount of weight and everything. That's all great. There's that adrenaline going behind it. There is a lot of times when you rule your, your own spirit, it's breaking, mm. it's humbling it's filled sometimes it's filled with tears sometimes it's filled with losing your reputation sometimes it's filled with a lot of stuff that from this world's perspective it has absolutely no gain and no applause 
And so this is such a supernatural thing here because ruling your own spirit means your reputation. All of that stuff is in the hands of God. And you're saying, God, I belong to you. And because of that, because you love me, because I, I'm your child and I'm here to show you yeah. control my spirit. And so this is such a supernatural um, thing going on here in this verse. It's powerful. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. And then, and then that verse 33, as we wrap up chapter 16 here, it says the lies cast into the lap, but the whole disposing thereof is of the Lord. And, and you think of that lot, you know, we would cast lots today. We would almost, it'd be almost something like rolling dice to see who gets the better thing. And we've seen that, you know, in biblical history, we've, we've seen mm-hmm. people casting lot for, you know, dividing land. We've seen casting lot for who's going to replace Judah, Judas. We, you know, we've seen so many casting lots, even they were casting lots to see who they would throw off the ship. Um, you know, it's a big deal casting lots. So it's saying, you know, the, uh, the lot is cast into your lap. It's just thrown out there. You know, if you think about that, it says Mm -hmm. the lot is cast onto the lap, but the whole disposing thereof is of the Lord or from the Lord, even you could say it that way. So, so God's totally in control. This, this idea that, uh, you know, that, that God is in some way, these deists believe that, um, you know, that, that God sits up there and uses people as puppets and there's no free will. And then other people believe that, you know, God has nothing. He just lets us go and watches for a playground purpose. No, God is in charge of everything. And, uh, and we commit our decisions to him. You know, we, we think of those mm-hmm. famous verses over in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And, uh, you yeah. know, we commit things to God. We trust God, and we trust him with the answers. And that's probably one of the hardest things, I think, for those of us who may deal with, um, you know, that hypervigilance, that being wound up. Stephanie is another way to express mm-hmm. hypervigilance. You know, that's probably another problem that we have. And we're reminded here in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding and always acknowledge him and he shall direct our path. So we get this idea with the verse here that, boy, you know, we can flip coins, we can shoot for it, we can do all that. But when it comes to life, when it comes to big things, when it's life and death, when it's, uh, when it really matters, God handles it, Stephanie. Yeah, that's right. And to understand that when I, when I read this verse, I think of the story of Esther and the way that they cast, um, to, to come up with a day that they would destroy the the people of Israel. And, you know, yeah, we see this throughout scripture, this idea and understanding that even today, um, what I see in this verse is in the end, man does all of its own thing, but in the end, God's still in control and there's comfort in that. Yeah, and you know, as men, we mess that up sometimes. As men and women, as as just these finite human beings that that God gives us uh, some leash, I guess is a way to put it, and allows us to either hang ourselves with that rope or that leash, or or to really do what God's called us to do, and uh, and and that is to bring glory and honor to Him. Uh, you know, there, yeah. there's a few things in life that we have to get right. You know, there's a years ago I. Uh, I remember I went through a Bible study called decisions and through those decisions, you know, they were trying to look at, and I can't remember all of them, but you know, the big ones you and I know without having to go back to a book from 40 years ago or 30 years ago, we know 
that the biggest decision we'll ever make is accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. It's got to be done. Mm-hmm. But yeah. there's other decisions that come along with that. I mean, you can be the most unhappy, unproductive, uh, less than involved human being in the entire world. You can, you can be backwards, sideways, upside down and say, but I'm saved. Why am I like this? We're like that because we're outside the will of God. So that second decision needs yeah. to come into place. Whereas, you know, we're, you know, we join a church, we're part of a local New Testament assembly. We're making a difference. And, uh, and, and then a third choice comes along. I think I'm trying to, you know, write these down and think about them as I go through life. But I think a third choice comes along with where it's the sanctification process, Stephanie, where we, we have yeah. a responsibility to continue to grow in the word, learn the word, do those things. So, so help us out yeah. there people. Cause I don't have a book anymore. Send, put some out there on helpful wounded spirits page, but I do believe it's salvation. Uh, I do believe, you know, there's service there, joining that local church, serving, doing those things, a sanctification process. And, and I, I gotta believe too, with those decisions, Stephanie, um, comes a responsibility or a choice to bring others along with us. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Making that difference, setting that example. Yeah. And, and, and I think it regrows itself. I think we have a responsibility folks. And, and, you know, I know these are heavy days. Uh, these are hard days. We're watching, you know, there's stuff unfold in Ukraine in the background. We're watching gas prices go up. We're watching things around the world. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed uh, begging bread. So I, I think what we got to remember too is make our decisions. Don't worry about casting lots and, and God's in control. God's got everything. You know, we started this, Stephanie, and we went back and we were talking about triggers. And we talked Mm -hmm. about how triggers could be really a a bummer. And uh, as we go Mm -hmm. into tomorrow, as we get together tomorrow to make this podcast, maybe we'll talk uh, about Stephanie or my triggers. Maybe we'll do Stephanie one day and me the next day and, and things we try to do to get away from that. Maybe offer another Bible verse or two. But we started by saying triggers. So what I want you folks to do, if you suffer from PTSD or you know somebody who is, you're just helping out. Uh, have folks write down what it is that brings them back to that trauma. Remembering that trauma causes PTSD and things of that nature. Then we went on to talk about that silver headed dude, Stephanie. I kind of like silver headed dudes. <laughs> I, I just want to point out that in gray headed guys and, uh, you know, gray hair is a pretty great thing. If you don't believe me, ask the bald guys. Anyway, that's, <laughs> that's where we'll leave it at, man. <laughs> at, at least there's still something up there to, uh, uh, you know, put my comb through. Hey, we love wow. you guys. Yeah. You know, I know. I mean, it's not the great, I can't make up great jokes. I need to get like a book of illustration or jokes or something. Here. Oh my goodness. I need something, you know, doing this stuff on my own. I'm falling short, Stephanie. But uh, <laughs> folks, like we say every day, you got a choice today. Make that choice to serve God. Make that choice to make a difference in, the, in folks' lives. Make a choice to bring happiness to all those around you. And make a choice to follow Christ. And if you're not saved, please listen to every word Brother Eric has to say to you. And that there's nothing more important than accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. We sure do love you, folks. And uh, find us out there. Help the wounded spirits. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. 
you can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.